Okay, we're going to consider the proposal on outlet 20. So we had taken proposals about what we described as outlet 20. So that is the that's the north half of the Raritan salvage yard property. That's the part that the uh, the city end up ended up being the owner of after uh, after the cleanup and the auction. Okay, so we had put this out there for for the public, and we have received one uh, one proposal about the use of outlet 20. That proposal's in your packet, and then I gave you a bigger picture, a, a larger printout of of what the proposal is, two-sided thing, just because uh, you want to at least be able to read read the text on this. Hopefully you can, uh, can read this now off of that 11 by 17 copy. But with that, though, we, we have our uh, a couple of, of folks representing the uh, the firm who's given the proposal. Affordable Housing Foundation's name of the firm, but I think we know both of the uh, the people who are going to speak about this real well. So Paul Kramer and, and Rodden Cray are uh, are the two folks associated with this, and of course they're, uh, they have pretty deep roots in, in Lakeview area too. So um, Paul and Rod, uh, welcome. You just want to walk through your, your proposal then for us? Yeah, we, we can certainly do that. And, and Scott, do you want us to do it line by line, or do you want us to get to any of the more <coughs> matters first? I mean, I can certainly do it line by line. I just don't want to waste anybody's time. Um, I think that doesn't hurt anything if you just walk through it line by line and, and do, the, do the full explanation. Okay, okay. And, and some areas I'll skip over a little bit more. Money. I'll always come back and questions. Uh, Rodney, if I miss anything, please interject and, and make sure I'm not uh, you know not too far off the cuff here and and, and, and since I'm going to take an extra 20 seconds anyway I should start by saying hello to Dave I can only see your feet I think you're still there uh, Dave was my neighbor for a long time growing up right across the alley so it's, it's good to hear from you what you guys are doing there in Lakeview good thanks Paul it's good so, seeing you yeah that, yeah that being said uh, let's go ahead and start then with the proposal uh, proposed clean above the site and, uh, and one of these is a concern. I mean, to, to start with A, there's, uh, I think, three buildings. I believe one of those is attached to parcel B. Uh, so the two remaining buildings, the smallers, would be on uh, outlet 20, I think is what we're calling it now. Those would be torn down along with all the fencing. Um, we, we talked about leaving some of that up, but to me, it's, it's more of an eyesore than anything especially with the trees growing up in it. So we want to get rid of all that, all the remaining junk, again, a couple of buildings. Uh, if we want to go to, to Part B, uh, a lot of trees there. I'm sure all of you are familiar with a lot. Um, I think Rodney actually even, I don't know if he took an exact count. You can have some photos of it. A lot of trees there. Most of them are going to have to go. Uh, as I say, I'd love to keep some, and we will keep those if we can. But if you look at the site plan and the buildings and parking and driveway, the road itself, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot of cleanup. Uh, and that is somewhat of a significant expense to get rid of those trees. Uh, and then part C, and I'll, it's not necessarily a brownfield site. I've done a little bit of training regarding those sites and with the EPA. Uh, I just labeled that because we know there might be a concern. Uh, and, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But, um, our hope is that, that there's no because when I look at this proposal, and again, we submitted it in good faith, uh, this is truly what we want to do. 
and, and not sway too far from what we have in the proposal here. It really, it really comes down to this Part C being such an important issue. And, and again, we'll kind of circle back to that. Um, Rodney did get an estimate uh, for at least one party on the cleanup of the site. Uh, this does not include any sort of oil issues or whatever we may find. Uh, the, the estimate came in right around $25,000. As you know, sometimes it ends up going back a little bit higher than estimated forward, of course, and that's why I put 25 to 27 five as far as the proposed cost of cleanup the site. Uh, could that be done cheaper if we found uh, more local sources and potentially some other bids? Absolutely. And that's just one example of where we potentially rely on the city of Lakeview to help us. Um, the, the cheaper we can get the same cleanup, the better bids for both parties as far as we're concerned. Uh, if we skip on to the description of the proposed use of the site, pretty self-explanatory. We want to put up multi-family rental units. Uh, we had tossed around the idea of some fourplexes. I think we're going to go with duplexes instead, as they are, uh, I think, flat out more attractive, a little easier on the eye, a little more appeasing. Uh, I think they'll also uh, rent quicker. Um, one shares one wall. Uh, versus potentially two walls with, with their neighbors. So, um, you know, in the last sentence there, really to attract any, any and all of the above. I mean, obviously it's, it's open to anyone in the public from anywhere, any age, but we, we are looking to attract families, uh, seniors, uh, the elderly, workforce housing, I mean, you name it. it it's going to be open to everyone, and we may even vary the floor plan slightly to attract different uh, persons into that into that site. There. Uh, again, continue moving on, on description of proposed improvements. Part A. Uh, obviously, we're going to have to do some some grading. Uh, nothing too significant. Uh, you know, some, some berms here and there, uh, some leveling here and there. Maybe doing some things around some of the tree stumps and such. Uh, probably the biggest concern is going to be the water and, and where we send it to, and that's. Uh, again, where we would lean on the, the city for some guidance there. Uh, and, and I think also the group that, uh, I forget the name of it, I've talked with Judy many times about it, that, that oversees the lake, probably going to have some say there also and some input. Um, B, I put 12 to 16. That, that's really uh, the range we're looking at, and, and that's going to be decided ultimately by the feasibility study we would do and what underwriting allows. But as you can see from the site plan, the plan is to go with 14 units. That duplexes go with 14 units. Uh, C, obviously utilities, D, sidewalks and parking. I mean, none of this stuff is rocket science. Green space where we can do it, new trays and trees where we can do it, appropriate lighting where we need to do it, and, and landscape, not only to beautify the property itself, but also to uh, potentially block out site and noise concerns, whether it's the highway, whether it's the, the city property, whether it's whatever the case may be. Uh, we want the people that live here to want to stay there. So we're going to do everything we can. We're going to do it right off the bat up front, spend the money to do it to make this place a nice place. Yes, it's affordable housing. Yes, that's our mission statement, but I think as you can see from the site plan too, we want it to be nice. I mean, we want it to be as nice as any market property in Lakeview or the surrounding communities. Um, estimated cost here, and the reason 
for the ride variance is because I base it on 14, I'm sorry, 12 to 16 units. Um, so if we come in at 14 units, we're going to be basically right in the middle. There are some set costs and fixed costs, whether we do one unit or, or 96 units. Um, but other than that, obviously, the more units, the more expensive. One more duplex, other however many thousands of dollars. So um, these numbers also, just so you guys are, are aware and, and we're, we truly want to fully disclose what we're looking at doing, um, underwriting may also dictate to us where we can spend, where we can't, uh, what we need to put in, what we can't have. Um, there's, there's not a lot of restrictions there. But again, since it is affordable housing and financing will almost certainly be done through USDA, uh, there are going to be some restrictions and qualifications they place on us. Uh, we move on to the description. And by the way, feel free to interrupt. Uh, and hopefully you guys can hear me okay. Um, Scott, I can hear you very well. Most of the others I cannot. So if I'm going over things too quickly or you can't understand this, Raise a hand or interrupt. Okay, nope, going well. Um, description of the proposed structures. Um, again, as I mentioned, the, the seven duplexes in the site plan show the dimensions. Um, again, full disclosure, the plans aren't set in stone. Uh, personally, I'd like to see some one and a half stories, potentially even some ranch units in there, especially knowing that we will likely attract. Uh, seniors as well, or, or people that, uh, whether they are in need of uh, handicap accessible units, uh, and, and there will be some of those uh, included and in, in throughout the site. Uh, so it's not all going to be two-story. Uh, these are units that Occupants uh, Development, our partner, has put up, and they're attractive units and they're spacious. Uh, I, I think even more spacious than we need to go. and. And I'll take a moment to talk about this. This place is any, and, and, and again, it, it's kind of common sense, but but we're, we're we have pressures from both sides. We, we want to put up as nice of a unit as possible, but yet we want to do it as economical as possible. We want to and need to collect a certain amount of rent to make the project feasible. Yet we also want to have the rent low enough where it's going to attract people, uh, and especially people in the, in the low to moderate income levels. Um, we have certain debt service ratios we have to hit front writing. We have uh, actually both minimum and maximum, which, which is a little bit curious, but, but you'd understand it if you, if you uh, listen to USDA. A um, lot, of, lot of variables going back and forth. And as much as I'd love to say, hey, this is exactly what we're going to do. Look at this site plan. This is what's going to be built, sitting there and occupied a year from now. That's not, that's not really ever going to be the case. Um, we, again, we want to do as much as we can, and not just because it's big. It really doesn't matter we're doing, where we're doing this. We want to put up as nice of units as possible. We want to keep the rents as low as possible within guidelines. Um, and we, we need to make the numbers work for underwriting, again, whether it's rents, expenses, incomes, uh, number of units, location, I mean, the list goes on and on. So, uh, and, and that's maybe a little more information that I need to go into, but but when, when you see something different in, in a slight alteration of the plan, 
or this unit's tweaked, or this building's boomed, you know why. It's because we're getting pressure from other outside sources, um, most likely the lender themselves. And, and, and of course, Oculus development is, is it's really a two-way street with Rodney and I and the foundation and Oculus as a partner with the experience and the talent and the financial backing that they bring to the table. They're obviously going to have some input too, and they already have. But in fact, these plans where we might sketch them out and say, hey, this is the layout I want in my super terrible handwriting, they're the ones that put it on paper. I mean, they've got the architect, they've got the engineer, so um, it, it will be a give and take as we go through the process. So just bear with us there. Uh, and, and again, Rodney and I are both on the same page. We want it to be as nice as We want it to be not as expensive as possible, but we want to spend the dollar to make it nice. We just have to make sure it's feasible. Uh, and sorry, but sometimes I ramble on and I actually lose my place. So, uh, uh, proposed structures. Uh, I, I know you asked Scott in, in the proposal wanted to see construction characteristics. We can get a little, we can get a lot more detailed on that. We are still investigating what is going to be most economical, whether it's a two by four, two by six, uh, normal lumber framing. Um, we're looking at structurally insulated panels, SIPs, uh, which just a real quick definition, eight inches wide, and there's no lumber in there. It's actually more cement material, but it has the, the insulation, the support, and the, in essence, the sheathing, the exterior sheathing, all built in one, with uh, already hollowed out for, for the electrical work and such to run through it. So that's certainly an option. And then uh, a third option, we're looking at a company called Herkutech. Uh, which is kind of a cross in between, so basically a hybrid. And they'll, they all have to meet code, uh, especially when it comes to uh, getting this type of finance. We have a lot of restrictions placed on us for safety and energy ratings and insulation, and, and we actually have to bring in an energy consultant for each building. So uh, whichever option we go with, it's, it's going to be, uh, again, not only safe and affordable, but they're going to be nice units. Uh, as we progress down the road of uh, making this reality, we'll have much more detailed information. Um, post timeline, and I, and I mentioned this before, and, and it's still our intent, absolutely, is to not only uh, hopefully get the okay and the approval from, from this group and, and, and stimulate you and all involved, but uh, to move forward quickly through the uh, the feasibility market study in such stage, uh, environmental studies if required, and, and through the underwriting process of movement politics so we can't still break ground this year. Uh, I won't say we've got plenty of time, but there is nothing yet that raises any red flags in my mind that would keep us from doing so. So our, our intent all along has been to do this this project. Matter of fact, now the whole project yet this year, and we're we're still on track for. Originally, I had talked about uh, potentially 10 units now and uh, four, six, eight next year, depending on how we picked it up and how the absorption rates were proven out. But it, it, it's an economy of scale. Uh, it, it's easier for us and less expensive to get everyone there once rather than twice. And as long as the feasibility studies uh, support our data that we submit to underwriting, we're going to do it all in one phase. You know, we, we'd love to go in and, uh, again, whether it's 
if, if 14 is our number, we want to do it all right out of the gate. So one after another until we hit seven and all available for rent uh, the second we get that certificate of occupancy. Um, so yeah, if, and, and I'm glad I caught this, if, if USDA underwriting uh, says, hey, we, we've studied the needs of Lakeview and surrounding communities, and yes, we, 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 we know you're, you're saying X amount of units can be rented, and this is the man, and this is the workforce, and these are the seniors, and this is what's going on with Babco, this is what's going on with JGC Seed, but we only think you can do 12 units. Well, then we take a step back and we decide, okay, do, do we do 12 and look at two or four next year, do we do 10 and look at four or six next year? Again, there may be uh, a change to our plans, but for now, it's to talk with Oculus and what they want to do and what they think is most economical is to do the 14, seven duplexes right out of the gate. Paul, this um, is Paul. Yes. This is Vicki. Um, so this feasibility study that you're going to do, does the USDA do that? Who does the feasibility? They, they request it, but what it, it has to be done by a, a arm's length a third party. Um, so whether we submit a name of someone that can do it, or they give us a recommendation of someone to do it, uh, they require it, we pay for it, the third party doesn't. And in essence, it's really a feasibility, market study, final appraisal, all rolled into one, uh, which is good and bad. It gets a little expensive, but it kills a couple birds with one stone. So is there um, any doesn't take, is there any possibility is there any possibility that the feasibility study won't support this project? In some degree? Yeah, absolutely. There, there's always the possibility. Now, I mean, we've, we've looked at this long part, and, and, uh, and again, Inoculus as well. They've done projects throughout the whole United States. They wouldn't be getting into this, and they wouldn't be backing this unless they also agreed it was feasible and that the studies are going to prove out our expectations and, and estimations as far as rents and, and uh, incomes and expenses and, and rent up and demand, et cetera. So yeah, I mean, Vicky, there's always the possibility, and and uh, I mean, it was years ago we, we had a project down in Jefferson City that that made it much much further than this. I mean, literally, hundred fifty thousand dollars spent um, in in engineering and architectural and feasibility studies, the whole nine yards, only to ultimately get denied. Uh, so we there's never a one hundred percent guarantee. I wish I could say there was, but. Uh, you know, it's one thing, and not the not the knock on the foundation, but we're, we're small. Uh, there's not a, a lot of us there. I mean, you know, sure, Roddy and I love the idea of this project. But again, when Oculus comes in and 40 years behind them and have already this, in essence, their green light and their thumbs up, that makes us feel really, really confident that this is going to come to fruition and get built and, and not. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I'd like to add too that part of the reason we're here is because of the work that the I think was a Sac County that put together the housing study. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, we wouldn't be here without that. We kind of know there's some demand there, and I don't think that uh, we're going to see a lot of disagreement running down the road that that's there. It's just a matter of how many units will they finance, and that's going to be your big thing, if I'm right, Paul. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and they are they're making a huge push, especially for. I mean, obviously, it's USDA rural financing. Um, they they 
have so much money, they're allotted every year. They never use that amount. It, and, and you guys have probably heard this before too, use it or lose it. So USDA is chomping at the bit for us to go out and make projects like this. And I've been in talks with, with underwriting with USDA for uh, probably at least six months, if not longer, um, on, the, on this and other projects. But they, they love the idea of it. Yes, ultimately, if it has to go through that senior underwriter that, that checks it yes or no and, and does that final box. But uh, I, I think it looks super nice. So, so absolutely, in the back of mind, no. You, you have to understand, and we do too, it, it, it's never a done deal, it's, it's certainly at this point, but I think we can all be pretty confident. Okay. Uh, okay, where was a timeline? Uh, I might have missed a page. Rodney, where am I on this thing? You're always lost, Paul. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, oh, oh. purchase price. Yes, okay. Sometimes the most important thing, uh, that's maybe more so dealing with residential real estate, but proposed purchase price for parcel C, we understand it's it's not a significant figure. Um, I, I hope from your guys' end you also understand it's it's an affordable housing foundation, nonprofit that is purchasing the land and we're not flush with cash, nor can we ever, I mean, Matter of fact, many of you are on the, the nonprofit committee, uh, uh, I think, or, or the, the nonprofit <coughs> recently formed. So, money that comes in has to go out. So, it, it, it is what it is. I, I hope it's enough to instead the city of Lakeview to work with us and allow us to put up this project that's going to cost significantly more than just $10,000. It's just that we need assistance from. from cities and townships and communities and counties like yourselves to help us get to that point where we can go to USDA and say, hey, we've got the necessary equity. Give us the financing. Project works. Um, so it, 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 it's enough. Um, we, again, I'm anxious to see where this where this shakes out and, and where there's any concern or disagreement with any of these points we bring it forth. But it also brings me to the next point then because even that being said, and normally prices everything, here I don't feel it's as important because we have one of these these issues over overhanging us. Uh, and that, that's not the only thing we're asking for. I understand that. We're asking for a, a, a dramatically reduced price because I, I agree the land's worth more than that, especially in the, in the right person's hands. Um, but, if, but if we look at the additional comments, and, and I think we all talk about and know what this can do for the city of Lakeview, it's, it's, it's about next year and five years and 15 years and 30 years down the road, which by the way, we would still be holding on to the property. Uh, we don't build it get out and we hold on to it in, in perpetuity. So, um, so, so let's, let's look at A and some of these other things we're asked for to make this a reality. Uh, the the five-year tax abatement, which, which I, I understand is by no means a guarantee. I think it's common. Uh, in Lakeview, and I think it's something you guys have done with other properties. Uh, we're also asking for a, a continuous abatement for the following five years. Um, our projections, when we submit our, our final package to the USDA, will be for 10 years. And it's obviously quite important to make sure that not only in year one is it feasible, but through year 10, and, and even beyond, but, but really the first 10 years is important. You can't assume 
more than a 2% increase in, in income and, and, uh, and rents and such. So USDA knows there's going to be increased expenses as the years goes on, whether it's property management or, or taxes. As a matter of fact, we're losing an abatement because we're paying more taxes. So we have to make sure that years one through 10, those income numbers and, and debt service coverage is within their parameters. And by the way, I mentioned earlier, it was a minimum and a maximum. As a nonprofit and as part of this financing package, we also cannot exceed a certain debt service cover. So in other words, if we were charging too much for rent and we're making too much money or our profits are too significant, they actually make us decrease rent. So in, in most regards, that's really a good thing. We're not going to come in and try to gouge people and, and just absolutely raise the rents to the, the very highest dollar we can get. We have to be within a certain range, and, and they check that every year. Uh, and if we don't fall within that range, there are very serious consequences, including through the IRS. So um, they, they keep a pretty close tab on this kind of stuff. Uh, to go on to B. Okay, sorry, I thought maybe I heard a question. To go on to B, uh, waiver of the stub in for utilities, gas, electric, water, sewer. To be honest, it's not as important because I don't think it would be a significant expense, but every little bit helps, um, especially when it's, it's a matter of hitting a certain equity position. Uh, C, um, we, we haven't talked a lot about this. We know where the sewer line falls. I've, I've seen the markings. I took a picture of it. I don't know how close our site plan is exactly with, with that angle as it runs up towards uh, Old 71, but um, we, we'd like to see the city, city West Street, and I know it's been talked about, uh, not the whole way, um, not necessarily uh, the, the cul-de-sac and, and some of the other things we're going to have to do to make sure it lines up with the driveways and gets into these units, but that can be a also a significant expense that um, and I hate to say it, it as, as tight as we are, as close as we are being a nonprofit, it does get to a point where we really have to uh, count our pennies. And, and the more support we can get um, from any source, the better. And, and the closer we become to making it feasible. Uh, and, and just as an example, USDA might say, uh, hey, we, we think the, the workforce housing demand is there. We see some seniors coming in. Uh, but if you only put 3% down or have 3% equity, it just doesn't work. Versus, oh, sure, you, you did get the lot at a discount. The street is already there. You're going to get a grant from Region 12 Housing Trust Fund. Uh, you're at 83% uh, loan value. Okay, now that makes all the difference in the world. Even though we can go to 97% because we're a nonprofit, 97% loan to value, that doesn't mean it makes it feasible. I mean, it's no guarantee. So the longer we make the deal look, the, the lower we can keep rents, still stay within that margin of uh, about a, roughly about a 20% margin there as far as the pensions coverage, the more likely it is they're going to ultimately approve this, this whole deal. And, and I think that, that's what we both want. Um, e and E we can really skip through because they do not or will not apply. Um, and then F, yeah, again, so, so I talked 
about we, we, we a have a concern. We all hope it's it's a, a good point. But if uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's actually yeah, I got ahead of us. As far as the cleanup, let's back up a minute. So th this is more in regards to, to the buildings, the trees, uh, the kind of cool looking art that's stuck in those trees, which which Ronnie and I kind of joked about maybe keeping. It's it's probably not going to happen just because of the layout of the buildings. But uh, the, the fence, um, there's going to be a, a somewhat expensive upfront fee to, to do that cleanup, and we're asking the city to participate in that with us. That's twofold. Uh, one, uh, again, it, it, it keeps dollars in our pocket that can go towards equity and other things, expenses, the environmental phase one study when we get there, the feasibility market appraisal. Just to throw out a number, roughly $7,500 for that three-in-one package. Uh, so there's a lot of expenses there, not to mention the application fees and such. So that, that helps us. Uh, and and the, the second part of that, I mentioned it was twofold, is that city may have uh, resources in which we can get the cleanup done significantly cheaper, which saves us both money, uh, both, both the nonprofit Oculus and the city also. Um, you know, whether it's someone local or whether it's a little bit of volunteerism, whether it's uh, the equipment's provided at, at, at discounts, which it doesn't have to be brought in from, you know, Carol or Zach or, or, or Lake, whatever the case may be, Spencer even. I, I reached out to a friend who uh, was excavating up in the Spencer area uh, just to see what the where the cost would come in. But uh, again, if it, I think if we continue to work together. Uh, we can we can get to the point again where we're, we're building these units, getting them full out, and then to go on to G. Um, this is this is a tricky one here. Uh, I don't think either side wants to order an environmental study simply due to the cost. Again, I don't think we're going to see the concern there. We're not digging into the ground. We're really just uh, rating what we have and. And, and building up from there, uh, some sort of soil report may be uh, maybe the best bet. But but I also think, unfortunately, that a, a simple groundwater hazard statement that would would, would be done when, when a deep transfers hands is likely not going to be enough for underwriting. And, and this is really a point where uh, uh, I, I mean we can we can circle back to this, but. It, it, this is open for discussion, ideas, input from, from really anyone there. If they have any ideas or if they've seen something like this done before, uh, you know, my thought is if, if someone comes out and pours some holes and, and gets the samples done and, uh, through whatever lab, maybe there's a lab within, within uh, county even, the, the cost is going to be maybe one-third, one-fourth of what the environmental study would be. <coughs> And, and, and Scott, why don't we circle back to here in just a couple of minutes? Because really, the rest of it is I look through it, and, and I can cover questions about our, our team, uh, the experience collectively. There's really going to be probably seven or eight main people involved between the foundation and Oculus, and, and we all play our roles. But uh, the experience is there. The, the, the proof of past projects is there. Um, we can talk about that. And... and uh, and make uh, make everyone feel pretty comfortable that uh, once we get going, if this is proven to be feasible, it's going to be built in, in just the way you guys would want to see it built. Um, and then, of course, really the, the proposal ends up with 
the certifications uh, as far as the property being as is, uh, with, with, with the exception of this, this some sort of study or soil that's done, uh, the certification that we're, we're submitting this in good faith and, and we truly intend to do what we're saying and we're not going to come in and just put up something that's so far away from what our original proposal was that you guys are all just flabbergasted and, and think we're crazy. I mean, that's um, that, that's something we wouldn't do anywhere, much less Lakeview. And, and I know that's maybe a leap of faith on your part to, to trust us at that point. But um, but but I, I think that's why you asked for that in the proposal. So it's there and signed and writing and dated and uh, make you feel a little more comfortable about that. So that being said, and you know, Rodney Scott, anyone there? Collectively, as, as part of the council or committee, uh, I'd be open to really any suggestions to, I think, uh, not only anticipate, but be prepared for and overcome any future hurdle when it comes to the ground itself that, that I know is going to be, that issue is going to be raised at some point. Um, sure. I guess. And if we, if we leave it the way it is in the U.S. today, if we, if we go to them with nothing, then it's going to be the environmental stuff. Uh, I, I think we need to address it now rather than later. Sure. So we've had just just a little bit of discussion on this as, as far as any environmental work, Dave. Any any guidance for us on on what that might be? Well, I think uh, we just do phase one is what I'm thinking about. I I would talk to uh, our local testing companies and and uh, had some experience in. Uh, conducting tests for these types of projects and uh, basically uh, do I understand you're not you're just doing this on slabs is that what you're doing correct okay um, and the phase one I think would be done for under five thousand dollars and that would tell us if there's uh, problems detected and then whether or not it warrants further investigation And I caught most of them. Are, are you suggesting that a phase one be done? Yes. And, and is there someone locally or within Sac County or maybe one of the surrounding counties that you would recommend right. to do that? And the cities use a couple of different uh, testing companies. So we would uh, ask for uh, proposals and uh, outline, outline what we think needs to be done. Uh, and use their input too to guide us as far as where, where it could be headed depending on what results they find. Okay. And your assumption is that they are also qualified to do an environmental study, <coughs> phase one environmental study besides just the soil testing that they've done. Right. If, it, if, it's, uh, if it's something they think is going to require further, further testing, then that would be phase two, so to speak. Okay. You talk, and have you talked with them numbers? I, I, I assumed it was going to be at least $3,500. Uh, did, did they I provide that number to you of the 5000 No, I just said I thought it would be under $5,000. Okay. It's hard for them to hear. Have, I've been there. Have you uh, um, done any of these projects anyplace else in the state of Iowa? Uh, Oculus is currently working on a project in Adel with, with us as well. So we are two projects. We, yeah, we've done projects throughout Iowa, but smaller uh, and closer to the Des Moines metro. Uh, Indianola, Norwalk, Newton, uh, Perry, 
Uh, matter of fact, Perry is probably the furthest west we've gone from Des Moines. Um, and and, and uh, as far as the foundation, on our end, the largest we've done so far is five units. Uh, so this is a little bit bigger for us. Uh, this would be, however, the smallest project that Oculus has done. And, and that's why not only expertise and financial strength, uh, but, but the experience they bring in with, with multi-family projects, uh, whether it's senior living, family, uh, assisted living, student housing, uh, they, they've done it uh, little, I mean, all, all the way down to Florida, I mean, all across the United States. They're, they're working on uh, two with us outside of Peoria, Illinois right now. And then they're also working with us on the ADL project, which is which is uh, almost not quite to the point of breaking ground. Further along than this one, that is a 96 unit project, uh, and, and I could certainly share information. Uh, I better be a little careful here. I'm sure there's some information I can share on that project with you. I would have to double check the documents to see all what I can share. But yeah, if you wanted to kind of see some of the stuff they've done. Uh, and some of the stuff we're doing collectively, uh, I'd be more than happy to share that with you. Uh, and, and again, that's what really makes this so exciting when, when they're able to do projects of any size, uh, any, anywhere from one unit to, I think their, their largest project is in the 400s. Um, and, and literally they've done tens of thousands of units over their, their 40 year history. It's a family owned company based out of Chicago. They, yeah, again, they also bring uh, a lot of confidence to, to Rodney and I and, and our crew, knowing what they've done in the past. And, and, and uh, again, it, it's a fantastic partnership with, with us being a nonprofit and them being a 40-year developer. This is Dave Jennett, the city attorney again. Does, does Oculus or some subsidiary end up with uh, ownership or title to this project when it's completed? The ownership entity would be a single asset entity that we would create, and the two owners of that entity would be the Affordable Housing Foundation and Oculus Development. So, so just like in Adel, uh, we created a, a single asset entity. It's called uh, Country Ridge Partners, and the two owners are the Affordable Housing Foundation, Oculus Development. So, so really every project we do, and that's, I, I don't know exactly why, but that's just the way underwriting wants to see it. So every project we do, we will form a new entity consisting of the two companies. And then, and then yes, we would hold on to it long term. Uh, matter, matter of fact, in, in many cases, we have to hold on to it at least 15 years. But, uh, but Oculus actually chooses to hold on to their properties forever. Thank you. You bet. Good. Any any other questions for the council? We go into a development agreement after we got the soil test. Certainly, yeah. You know, when we think about what our next steps are here, I think the next steps uh, do deal more with that environmental, and uh, I would intend to. To work with Dave, and we'll, we'll come up with some some guidance about about this type of environmental, and make sure that that's consistent with with what Paul and Rod need, and um, and then 
I'll go ahead and proceed, get a couple quotes on, on that, and see if we can get this environmental done. Okay, so um, the environmental, obviously, is the first thing we're going to do. Um, the drainage and the water issue, is that something that Paul's group hires a, an engineer to do this? It would, yeah, it requires... Yeah, we, we will... We, we do have a, a, an engineer hired already, and yes, they would have to perform some sort of work uh, to assure the grading was done properly. Yep, and I, when I talked to uh, the excavator about doing the work, he quoted us prices on bringing in fill to grade it so it could go whatever direction you guys want to go. I assume you want it to head toward the highway? Yeah, yeah, I certainly don't want to come on my way. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and we certainly don't want to lay down the middle of <laughs> so yeah. um, it seemed like uh, that's going to add a significant expense if we have to put a lot of fill in. We're hoping that he can just grade it, move the dirt from one end to the other, and give us a nice grade to work off of. Um, sure. So do we actually know absolutely 100% where that sewer line exactly is? Down to the pretty much the nitty gritty. Yeah, they they have shaking his head no. Yeah, I think it's the green flags, isn't it, Scott? They, they've marked it with there's, some markers out there. There's big red markers oh. out there now. Close as you can see. Well, it's, it's close. I mean, it's pretty good. We've marked it fairly well. Um, I guess my biggest concern would be just the depth of the sewer line, just shifting dirt around. It's not very deep through there. Um, I think last time we measured the depth, it was only three foot in depth. To from the top. to the top of the sewer main to top of ground level. Oh, yeah, I thought it was more like two, but does it get deeper going that way, going north? Not very well. Um, it's a very flat-lying sewer line. So uh, what you're saying is if we dig a little deeper, we're going to have a fountain? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and not a pleasant smell like one. It won't be pretty. It's the main trunk line that drains so most of the time. The one thing I kind of wanted to just finish up here is Paul did a good job describing each thing, but as a whole, other than item G on there, that's all feeding into our need for a certain amount of equity and getting financing with USDA, and that's they're there to give this money away, essentially, obviously with requirements. Um, so those are really the only two things that I know Paul and I are mostly concerned with, is getting our financing in order, including equity, and making sure that we're not going to get kiboshed by environmental stuff. So that's perfect that you're looking at doing an environmental study. We definitely appreciate that. What do you think the time frame would be to get all these things together as far as trying to get the soil test done. I mean, to, to get and we can and certainly see what we can do about getting a, I mean, a firm on board within the next few weeks. And On that street project, we got CTI in here in about a week. So yeah. I think we need to fast track it. I do too. Sure can. Okay. So we will move ahead. At some point, sure, there's an extensive development agreement. You know, I, I, if, if you feel comfortable um, just acknowledging the proposal, um, something to the extent that this would that you'd be this would be the proposal that we would be working with, and that the next step in the process is an environmental. That would basically be as much action as what I would encourage the council to have tonight. I would, I would make a motion that we do so. 
I'd like to first make sure we run some numbers to see what you know we're talking about, you know. With inspection, cost of uh, cost of the uh, of the lot, tax credits and stuff like that. Gotta put some hard numbers down together with that too. I'm not saying we shouldn't move forward, but we need to get some hard, hard numbers. But that would be part of the agreement. Yeah. Right. But, um, I, I, my yeah, opinion I, is we need to do go ahead with the environmental. I mean, we want oh, that yeah, property right. yeah, to be used and then work yeah. on the, yeah. Yeah. On right. the development. Yeah, right. I'll second that. So, okay. Roll call. so it's something like this. We acknowledge receipt of the proposal uh, and we choose to work uh, with with this developer and then proceed uh, with an environmental study. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, Tom. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Mulder. Yes. Reese. Yes. Holtman. Yep. Thanks, fellas. Thank All right. There we go. We will. Uh, we will be working diligently on, on getting this environmental uh, work up and running here quickly, and that seems to be the next step. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. And, and Scott, is this, uh, you mentioned, I think, the development agreement. I, probably jumping the gun a little bit uh, because we don't yet know what that environmental study is going to show. But uh, is there any sort of information, documentation you would need from us to help complete that that I should start working on? Boy, um, I would just say not right now. You know, I think we do want to get a, get along with this uh, environmental study quickly, make sure that there's no big uh, hurdles that are thrown up along the way, mm -hmm. and then we will uh, we'll work together then on that development agreement. Perfect. Okay. Sounds great. Okay, we're going to go on. Thank you. Great. Okay, yes, thanks thank for your time, everyone. Thank, thank you. you. Have a good night. Have a good night.